God's grace and God's peace be with you all. Let's start with a question. For how many of you is this the first time you have ever heard of this character named Eutychus? Show of hands. Yeah, I thought so. It's not a part of the common lectionary, not often read as a devotional scripture, and not even read at Evensong. It is a unique tale of the Apostle Paul, whose desire it is to revisit all of the churches that he started, provide them with some necessary encouragement, and then, because of the rumbling amongst Jewish leaders, ready himself for an arrest, followed by a shipwreck, followed by more preaching, another arrest, and then banished to prison and death by decapitation. Along his mad dash from church to church to church, we have Paul arriving in Troas for seven days. On the first day of the week, Paul has this extended conversation with church members. Some may call it the longest sermon ever preached, but the Greek translation of the word about Paul's moment with these members is that it's more dialogue than monologue. This is not just any conversation. This is a really long conversation, begun at, at sundown, lasting to midnight, where Paul finally takes a breath. During the conversation, there is this young man named Eutychus. And either overcome by the fumes emitted by the candles lit, or too tired of listening to a long-winded preacher, Eutychus falls asleep, loses his balance, falls out of a window and down three floors onto the ground, dead. I'm sure there was a loud gasp heard, and this is the moment at which Paul takes his first breath. Acknowledging the ruckus, Paul walked down three flights of stairs, bent over Eutychus, put his arms around him, and then made the following pronouncement. He still has life in him. He then walks back up three flights of stairs and carries on the conversation until dawn. What? Okay, some random thoughts. Professors, ever been giving a lecture, have someone die in class, and then when the coroner leaves, you pick up where you left off? <laughs> Students, ever been part of a classroom trauma and had the presence of mind to return to note-taking when the trauma was over? Ever been in the worship service and have someone die and then go back to midway through the Apostles' Creed when the announcement came, is there a doctor in the house? And then stretch it just a little bit further. Make matters worse. Have all of these settings 
be followed by another five-hour conversation. How ridiculous does this sound? Really ridiculous. We might draw the following conclusions from this short story. In any church setting where you attend, count the number of candles lit. Assess the volume of ventilation necessary to not be overcome by smoke. Or, there is a price to pay for falling asleep in church. Or, only attend churches on a ground level, not three floors up. Make sure if you're a bit drowsy in church, be seated between two people who have committed themselves to catching you before you fall. And while many churches print the start time of worship service, you may want to ask the follow-up question, when will we be done? Cute though this text might be, why choose this one for the ending of the chapel season, trying to sum up the calendar year and tie a neat ribbon around this banner word called grace? Why this text? Because of verse 10. But Paul went down, bending over him, took him in his arms and said, Do not be alarmed, for there is still life in him. We come to the end of the year, finals week, the season of banquets here at CLU, Honors Day Convocation, Baccalaureate, Commencement Times 2, 20-page papers to be read in earnest by our faculty so grades can be submitted, accounts settled, students wandering off to sign off with this department and that, each and every department on the campus in sharp focus of the rituals of ending, spending countless energy and hours devoted to these last days. Visiting with students and faculty and staff alike, this is a long and fast race from spring break to this week. And there isn't much energy left as I see it. Monday night after late night breakfast, at 11.30 p.m. until 1 a.m., 12 seniors sat in our living room. It was another item on their bucket list of things to do before they're done here at CLU. Melissa and I put together some dessert and trusted there would be conversation. We also conjured up a set of questions should the conversation fail a little bit. There was energy with these folks as they walked in through our front door, but to a person, the stories of exhaustions echoed around our kitchen and living room. During a lull in the conversation, and there were a few, we asked a set of questions. Since your arrival at CLU, 
Who have you not had a conversation with because you were too intimidated? Responses flowed, albeit haltingly. And then, who have you had a conversation with that just plain surprised you? And the conversation took off. Life was there as they remembered conversations which led to relationships. Life was in them as they detailed connections and friendships, moments of deep joy, hope for conversations yet to come. So what does Eutychus have to do with Last Chapel? have to do with a living room full of seniors, have to do with the grace of God? There is God's gift of life in us, known in the relationships made and tended this past year. And this is God's gift of grace to us. Amen.